Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to our book reading for today, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 228, an expedition of Khaba or Dukharad. During the 10 years of peace that ensued with the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was freed of the constant hostility of the Quraysh. However, his other source of worry, the Jewish tribes, continued to plague him and the Muslims. They had renegated on agreements and incited other tribes to form a confederacy against the Muslims. All of Haybar and the area north of it formed their territory from where they launched campaigns against the Muslims. Three days before the Prophet, peace be upon him, was about to lead an expedition to Haybar, a small clash called the Battle of Habar took place. It was in the month of Muharram, the seventh of the Hijrah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, had sent his camels to graze in Habar near Uhud. With the herd were the Prophet's slave, Rabah, a herdsman, and Salama bin Akwa, who was riding Abu Talha's horse. Suddenly, Abdul Rahman bin Uyaini Fazari and his men swooped down, and after killing the herdsmen, they rode away with all the camels. Salama left his horse with Rabah and climbed a hill. Facing Medina, he sounded the alarm. Three times he called, Ya Sahaba! Then he went after the thieves, launching arrows at them. Undaunted at being alone, he sang a martial song. Take this, I am the son of Aqua, and today is the day of a suckling. Salama was very effective in harassing the thieves, and he killed several of them. If a horseman turned back to give chase, Salama would shoot at him from a tree. If they entered a hilly pass, he would scale the hill and set off a rock slide. In desperation, the thieves set all the camels free, but Salama continued to shoot at them. Then the thieves tried to lighten their mounts by throwing away thirty sheets and thirty lances. Salama would cover them with a pile of stones so that they might be easily located and he would go on after the horsemen. After one such incident, the thieves sat down at a narrow turning of a mountain pass while Salama sat at the peak. Four of them spotted him and moved towards him. Salama said to them, Do you know who I am? I am Salama bint Aqua. I can easily catch anybody running among you, but none of you can catch me. The men went back. Shortly afterwards, Salama noticed the cavalry men of the Prophet, peace be upon him, riding out from between the trees. The first to come in sight was Ahram, followed by Katada and Mukdad. Ahram and Abdul Rahman met in combat. Although Ahram managed to wound Abdul Rahman's horse, he himself was killed by Abdul Rahman, who then took his horse. Qatada rode up and killed Abdurrahman with his lance. Seeing their leader fall, the rest of the bandits took off with the Muslim cavalry men in pursuit, and Salama still chasing them on foot. Shortly before sunset, the thieves reached the mountain pass of Zulkurad. They were thirsty and exhausted, but Salama's arrows would not let them go near the water. The Prophet, peace be upon him, and his companions on horseback met up with Salama after sunset. Salama submitted. O Messenger of Allah, they are all thirsty, and if you give me a hundred men, I will catch them by the scruff of their necks and bring them to you. The Prophet said, O son of Aqwa, now that you have the upper hand, show your enemies a little politeness. After all, now they are in the territory of the hosts, Banu Hadfan. 
For his extraordinary feats that day, Salama received two portions of the booty from the Prophet, peace be upon him, one as a foot soldier and another as a cavalryman. He had the honor of sitting behind the Prophet, peace be upon him, himself on the camel Azbar, and of hearing the Prophet declare, The best cavalryman among us today is Abu Qatada, and the best foot soldier is Salama. In Muharram the seventh of the Hijrah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, announced the march to Haybar. Those who had failed to join the expedition to Hudaybiyah asked to go along. But the Prophet, peace be upon him, announced that only those who had already proved their resolve for jihad were to go. The laggards were to be left out of the expedition and the spoils. And so it was that the 1,400 companions who had taken the pledge under the tree near Hudaybiyah marched out. Leaving Medina in the care of Sabah bin Arvata Afari, the Prophet set out along a well-known caravan route. Halfway down, he diverted his troops to another route that led to Haybar so as to block the Jews' escape to Syria. The last night of the march saw the Prophet peace be upon him and his troops camp close to Haybar while the Jews remained oblivious of their presence. The Prophet led the Fajr prayer in darkness and then he mounted his camel to resume the journey to Haybar. The Jews, meanwhile, carrying spades and baskets, began setting out for their fields. When they saw the Muslims, they rushed back, shouting, By God, Muhammad has appeared with his troops! The Prophet, peace be upon him, remarked to his men, Allahu Akbar! Haybar has met its doom. When we appear on the plains of a people, the morning turns gloomy for them. The population of Haybar, which lay 171 kilometers north of Medina, was spread along three main settlements, Nata, Katiba, and Shah. Nata had three citadels, Hisn Naim, Hisn Saba, Hisn Mu'ad, and Hisn Qal'a al-Zubair. The two citadels in Shah were Hisn Abi and Hisn Niza, while Hitaba had three castles, namely Hisn Qamus, Hisn Watih, and Hisn Salalam. There were a number of other citadels and castles in Haybar, but they were smaller and not as well fortified as those mentioned above. The Prophet, peace be upon him, pitched his tents east of the citadels of Nita, out of shooting range. He then charged at Hisan Na'ama. This stronghold of the Jews was well protected, high and virtually impregnable. It was their first line of defense and the home of the legendary champion Marhab, who was reputed to have the strength of a thousand men. A few days went by with both sides trading arrows. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, gave his men news of victory. He announced, Tomorrow I will give the standard to a man who loves Allah and his Prophet, and who is in turn loved by Allah and his Prophet. The Muslims spent the night in anticipation, each man yearning to be chosen as standard-bearer. At daybreak the Prophet, peace be upon him, inquired, Where is Ali? The companions replied, he has an eye infection. Ali radiallahu an was brought before the Prophet, peace be upon him, who applied his spittle to Ali's eyes and prayed for his recovery. Ali found his eyes were cured instantly, and he was then given the Muslim standard. The Prophet instructed him to invite the enemy to Islam. Only if they rejected the call to faith was Ali to fight. 
And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. If you would like to download this and other podcasts, you're welcome to do so. Go to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.